Uli, the Messiah, the Son of God? I'm going to ask you this solemn question. Here I go again with those solemn questions. Whose side are you on? Some would say, I'm not for him and I'm not against him. The Bible says, I'm going to say this, but the Bible says, you are either for me or against me. There's no riding on the fence with Jesus Christ. He is either the Messiah, the Son of God, and I'm going to get into that, or unknowingly, you're against him. You're either for this person riding into Jerusalem, or you're against him. You must make up your mind, because this is the same person you're going to meet in eternity. Can I get an amen? Amen. So without further ado, I know I repeated that twice. I'm going to move on to part one. I'm waiting for it to do the screen. It looks like it's not coming, but I'm just going to go on. Maybe it might, might be experiencing a little difficulty. Part two. In Romans, sorry, in Hebrews, there we go. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14, and a lot of her, a lot, and I meant that intentionally, I could have said lot. When you get into this book, I'm a little bit off course already. You are experiencing, or you should experience, the unsearchable riches of Christ. But Hebrews 9, 14, titles of the Holy Spirit, examining the Holy Spirit. Is he eternal? Is he? Or maybe not. Is that the sense of Hebrews 9, 14? Number two. Let's start with investigating the words eternal spirit in Hebrews 9, 14. That's easy enough. For the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer, sprinkling those who have been defiled, sanctified for the cleansing of the flesh. Here we go. 9.14. How much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit, Hebrews 9.14 calls it the eternal spirit, Offer himself without blemish to God to cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And I'm going to interpose right here. And I'm not trying to be harsh. Some of you sitting here today, you don't know the Lord Jesus. And you're dead. And I in trespasses and sins. But you can be made alive in Christ Jesus. Can I get an amen? You don't have to stay dead. And before I get off course, I think I better go to the next one. The words, number three, 
eternal spirit in 914. Do they refer to the Holy Spirit or as some state Jesus Christ's holy nature? Let's read them again. I'm going to say something that's not on my sheet. It is necessary for you and I and whosoever you are not to come to church on Sunday and think that's enough. You got to stay in the Word. You don't spend three or four days not eating. How much more important is to get into the Word? With the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling those who have been defiled. I'm going to say something that's not in the text again. You and I have been defiled by something called sin. And you and I, no matter how much medicine you have, no matter how many times you dis that, let me slow down. You can't do anything about it in your own strength. You're defiled from top to bottom. It's a curse on mankind. It's a curse on you and me. And I'm going to say this right now. But God. But God. Who is rich in mercy. He came to seek and to save you and me who were utterly lost. How much more will the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offer himself? He offered himself. The blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of ever, they had no choice. This man had a choice. And he had a choice to save you and I, wretched soul. Cleanse your conscience from dead works. Oh, Brother Bruce, uh, uh, pastor, whoever you are, I'm a good person. I, I, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do this and I don't do that. It doesn't matter what you do. You can't save yourself. Yes. Cleanse your conscience from dead works. If you're today and you're trying to save yourself from God by performing good works, Somebody said it, they're, they're nothing. And I'm not trying to insult you, I'm just trying to be honest. I heard a man yesterday on TV, and he missed everything. He missed everything. Maybe I shouldn't put it that way because I didn't listen to the whole thing. But when he left Jesus out, I had to turn it. He was supposedly a Christian. He had a good sermon in front of him, but he left the most important thing out. He left Jesus out. And when he left Jesus out, I turned him. Good man, probably. Good crowd. And your conscience from dead works. Some of you have been going to a church. They're telling you, just be a good person and God will accept you. 
And I'm, I'm going to add to that. Don't get me wrong. That's pure baloney. Look at what it is. It took the Son of God. Let's move on. Number four. Although the Ryrie Study Bible cites the above passage, that is Hebrew 9.14, as referring to the eternality of the Holy Spirit, other biblical commentaries point to Jesus' spirit. Now, I, I, I want you to get this. Some say in 9.14, that's talking about the Holy Spirit. But this commentary, not the one I have up here, says that refers to Jesus' spirit, what he has inside. So let's examine that. Through the eternal spirit, that is his, you see it at the bottom, his divine spirit. Yes, and if you're wondering, I still am going to be on time. Can I get an amen? Some of you got jobs. Some of you got so I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stay on time. Even if I don't finish this sermon, I hope to be on time. And declared, this is number five, declared to be the Son of God with power. Well, who's the power? I wonder who that is. According to the spirit of holiness. Is that Jesus' spirit? Is it? I don't, I'm, I'm asking you a question. By the resurrection from the dead. And while I'm on this point, I'm going to keep saying over and over again. Jesus Christ rose bodily from the grave. He rose bodily, albeit a glorified body, a body indeed. And when he raises you up, if you're a Christian, you are going to have a glorified body. Who was, who was declared the Son of God with power by the resurrection from the dead according to the Spirit. You notice that the word Spirit in this, in the... NASB is equivalent to the Holy Spirit of holiness, Jesus Christ our Lord. Number six, the Son of God, according to the Spirit of holiness. What does that mean? As to his divine nature. The words according to the Spirit of holiness stand in stark Contrast. I know I added the word stark with the words according to the flesh and seem to denote the divine spirit of Christ, which from was from eternity and became mysteriously united with the man Christ Jesus. What are you talking about, Brother Bruce? Well, maybe if I read it again, maybe we'll both get it. I've been over this ten times. I can't expect you to get it the first time. According to the spirit of holiness as to his divine nature. I could stop right there. Jesus Christ was holy. I'm getting ready to miss it. Undefiled. Separate from sinners. From start, from his, from his birth, to his resurrection, he was divine. He was the man, Christ Jesus. He was indeed, as I forget the scriptures, Colossians 2.9, in him. Not around him. In him dwelt all the fullness 
of the Godhead body. And you telling me this is just a man? Have you ever heard a prophet say, destroy this temple and I will raise it up in three days? You ever heard somebody say that? This man was more than a man. Have you ever heard a man say, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, and no man can come to me except through me. I got that wrong. Can come through the Father except through me. Can I get a witness? I've never heard any prophet say that. He's the man. And in the Greek text, no, I don't know a lot of Greek. But I know this much. It says, the man, not a man. He's the man. Christ Jesus. And he dwells spiritually in every born again Christian. And you who keep on, I'm not talking about anybody here, so don't get it wrong. But I've been at different places and people were texting on their phone while listening to a sermon maybe I shouldn't say too much when you come to the house of God you ought to be attentive to what's going on you talk about multitasking the only way Jesus was multitasking is that he paid for your sins and mine that's a multitask It's an insult. I said I'm not talking about anybody here. I've seen it. When he went to the cross, he didn't multitask to something else. He had his mind on you. In light of... in light of this, today's presentation is making an attempt to include both views. What, both, what's both views? Both views. Was this eternal spirit we're talking about? The hopeless spirit in 914? Or is it talking about Jesus' spirit? As the previous slides indicated, the Jameson Fawcett Brown commentary, slides four and six, indicate that the eternal spirit in Hebrews 9.14 is not, let me stop, is Hebrews 9.14 is not none other than the Lord Jesus' divine spirit. And you know what? That's true. But I want you to see the other half. Offered himself the voluntary, stay voluntary, I want to get this in your head and in my head if, if, if you and I don't go anywhere. It was a voluntary sacrifice. And why do you say that? Because the blood of bulls and goats and ashes of a heifer, it was involuntary. They had, they were compelled to do it. But this man, he offered himself as the final and if I don't get to it, I'm saying it now. The once and for all sacrifice. And I want to tell you something else if I don't get to it. Do you know, as the God-man, he offered his own blood to his father? Did you know he... he, he I'm going to slow down. He offered his own blood to his father and you and my being. His own blood. 
What kind of blood was it? It was the blood of bulls and goats and offers of... <sighs> it was his own blood. And let me add this. It's the only blood that can save your rusted soul. He offered his own blood. And his father, I can hear his father, this is not, but I can hear his father say, say well done. You offered the only sacrifice that will keep the wrath of God off of every person, which includes me and you. And not only that, it will justify you. What do you mean by that? Brother Bruce, it will declare you righteous before God the Father. Do you know that because of what Jesus did, you as a Christian are declared righteous? Amen. Declared righteous. You're not righteous on your own. Amen. You can give a trillion dollars to God. And I'm going to say something that's not in the script. Again. What does it profit you? You better get serious about your salvation. Does it, let me slow down. What does it profit a man if he gains the whole universe, I'll put it away, and lose your soul and go out into eternity, and I mean eternity, existing forever without God. And you'll think back. When pastor after pastor tried you, said, Behold, I'm standing. I know I'm out of context. Behold, I'm standing at the door and I knock, but you would not let me in. You got a mind of your own. You got all these philosophies. You got all these things that you think you're so smart when actually we're all dumb before God. The man who created the universe. That's right. I can say that. Colossians 1, 15 and 16. We don't know, if I can put it this way, we don't know that much. He loved you. And wants to save you. If you just say, Lord, have mercy on me. I'm a sinner and I need to be saved. I'm going to say something that I went through a funeral the other day. I don't think any spray is going to come out of here, but I'm going to act like spray is coming out of here. Your life and my life is like a vapor. It's here today and not gone tomorrow. It's here today and gone today. I want you to ask yourself a very solemn question. If you would leave here today, where would you be? Where would you spend eternity? And don't let any prophet, I don't care who it is, Brother Bruce Carter, Brother, whoever you are, don't let anybody convince you that when you're dead, it's over. You're not going to exist like some Christian told me. I'm going to exist in another form like a tree or a goat. No, you're not.
number eight, let's continue with the eternal Holy Spirit, Jesus' own personality, Jesus' Godhead. I'm going to skip this, some of it, so get ready, those who are in control of the screen. His Godhead, 316, 1 Timothy 3.16 and 1 Peter 2.3.18 Now we're talking about his Godhead. 1 Timothy 3.16 I'm on page 9. By common confession great is the mystery of godliness. He, that is Jesus Christ, was revealed in the flesh. Okay, here he goes again. In the beginning was the Lagos, and the Lagos was with God, face to face with his Father. John 1.14, and the Lagos, the Word, became flesh, and he dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, full, not half full, full of grace and truth. I'm so glad I'm saved by God's grace. I could have done it. There's no way I could have possibly paid for my salvation. Let me read it again. By common grace, I'm sure I got grace on my mind so much. By common confession, great is the mystery of godliness. What do you mean by that? He was revealed in the flesh, vindicated in the spirit, seen by angels, proclaimed among the nations, believed on in the world, taken up to glory. I want to read this from the Word. I'm on, I'm on the wrong page. For Christ also died for sins once for all, the just for the unjust, so that he may bring us to God, having been put to death, death in the flesh, and made alive in the spirit. Now let me read it from here. For Christ also died for sins. Oh, you're so good, aren't you? You're Mr. Goody Two-Shoes. You're lost. If you think, and I know I said it before, if you think your good works are going to save you, you're lost, or you got the wrong thinking. For Christ also died for sins. Why did Christ die if you could get to God on your own? Why did he die? Why did he die such a horrible death? I'm just going to say a few things then I'm going to move on. Do you know that they pressed those thorns and then beat him down? Beat him down into a skull. Did you know that? Did you know that they ripped his body to shreds in the back? Did you know 
his heart probably stopped because of so much pain. And what did he do it for? He did it for you and me. What a savior. Have he been put to death in the flesh? Made alive in the spirit. Number 10. I know I'm not going to get there now because... And for this reason, he is the mediator. I'm going to do what somebody told me. Keep on using the tissues. We ought to get excited about somebody. I just heard a pastor yesterday, literally yesterday. We ought to be praising Jesus all day long. I, I, yesterday I told a man... Yes, I was at Dunkin' Donuts. I said, I praise God because I can even turn this corner. I was in the car. You ought to be praising God all the time. It doesn't have to be a lengthy. Just praise the Lord Jesus. Thank you, brother. Just start praising him. And some of the things that we are negative about will slowly disappear. And for this reason, he's the mediator. Did you know there's a mediator? There's still a mediator of the new covenant, not the old covenant of laws and so on. In order that since, let me get in order that since a death has taken place for the redemption, say redemption. Redemption means bought back. And probably everybody knows it all, so I'm not going to elaborate on that. Redemption of the transgressions that were committed under the first covenant. Those who have been called by may receive the promise. Do you know that the Old Testament saints and New Testament were saved in the same way? They, didn't, they couldn't keep the Ten Commandments, and neither can you and me. You couldn't do it if your soul was worth $20 billion. What do you mean by that, Brother Bruce? Just what I said. The Old Testament covenant saints were saved in the same way that you and I were, by grace. Number 11. I'm repeating this again. His offering began on the altar of the cross and was completed in his entering the holier place with his own blood. I said it before in case you didn't get it. Christ offered his own blood. What kind of blood was it? And some of you know what I'm going to say already. It was the blood of God. Acts 20, 28. You don't have to believe it. Just read it. If you believe the Bible. If you don't believe the Bible, that's on you. Somebody told me to preach the gospel and not hesitate. Somebody told me to preach the God Bible and don't be ashamed, which I'm not. Somebody told me to preach the Bible and you can get saved. Not because of what I said, but because of what the Bible teaches. And be bold about it. 
He's the great, this is not in the scripture either, not in, not in, a, not in my script. He's the great I am. Let me start and let me slow down. His offering began on the altar of the cross and was completed in his entering the holy place with his own blood. I know it, the word only is not in there. The eternity and infinitude of his divine spirit. Talking about, his holy, talking about holy spirit, his own spirit, gives eternal weight. That's not in there. I'm reading it. What I... I know it says, an infinite mercy to his offering that not even the infinite justice of God has any exceptions. There's no exception to what Jesus did. No exception. It can't be repeated again. It was through his most burning love. Did you get it? Let me repeat it again. It was through his most burning love flowing from his eternal spirit that he offered himself. Number 12. Before I go on, I want you to get this so bad. His burning love. He had such an awesome love for you and me. I'm going to stop right there. Number 12, indestructible life. Yes, many of you have heard other preachers, and I say it too. The name Yeshua, say Yeshua. Do you know the word Yeshua? When it comes down to, especially in the Old Testament, means salvation. His very name in the Old Testament means salvation. Hebrews seven sixteen. Who has become so such not on the basis of the law? Yeah, here he goes repeating himself again. If you're here and you think you can save yourself on the basis of something that you can do, the Bible says it's like a filthy rag. Isaiah 64. You can look it up. I'm not saying that you shouldn't help other people. I'm not saying that you should and pray. I'm not saying that you should... Give your tithe, but that won't save you. And not through the blood of goats and calves, but through his own. You can see, I have it underlined, but not on the screen. He entered the holy place. I'm going to say it again. Maybe it'll hit you sooner or later. Once for all. And I'm going to put something in that I just remembered. But this man, did you notice it said man? Yes. But this man, offer, after he had offered once for all, once. I am so tired of people, including people I meet on the street, once. Here he goes again, for all. 
and any preacher who will tell you that you got to keep on being a good man or a good citizen. Think back. Once for all. And this is again. For this, I'm on 13. For this reason he is the meteor of a new covenant. It's a new covenant. So a death has taken place for the redemption of the transgressions that were committed under the first covenant. There were a lot of sins. And I'm going to say this. Can't you tell that the world is getting worse and worse? It's going to, if you think it's going to get better, you're mistaken. It's not going to get better till Jesus comes back. And where did I get that from? First and second Peter. I'm not making this up. Number 14. We're talking about Jesus. The Jews therefore answered and said to him, What sign do you show us seeking that you do these things? Jesus answered and said to them, Destroy this temple and in three days. Look at that next word. I will raise it up. I've never met a man who said I could raise my own self from the dead. But Jesus, being more than a prophet, being the mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus says, you destroy me. The, the indication is, in the Greek is this. Go ahead. Put me to death. But in three days I'm going to get up again. He dared them in the Greek. Go ahead. I know you're going to crucify me. I know you're going to put me to death. But in three days, I'm going to get up. And you're not going to stop me. And when you're in Christ Jesus, nothing can stop you but God himself. Stop you from what? Stop you from cursing. Stop you from lusting. Thank you, thank, not thank you. Stop you from arguing with your spouse and whatever else it is. Can I get an amen? Let me start over. I better not because I'm running out of time. I'm on verse 20. The Jews said, therefore, you, you took 46 years to make this temple. Not you took. It took. And you're going to get up in three days? You're going to get this up in three days. But he was speaking, now get it, of the temple of his body. I'm going to say it again. I don't care if you like it or you don't like it. There's a man in heaven. When therefore he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered. He said this, and they believed the scripture. You know what's wrong with some of us? You don't believe the Bible. I'm not going to say too much about that. You want to have your own edition of the Bible. You don't believe it. You want to call him like I just had that testimony. You want to believe Jesus is just a prophet. And don't think I'm being harsh. You're going to believe that into eternity without God. Verse 22 again. When therefore he was raised from the dead, his disciples. Let me say disciples. Are you and me 
a disciple of Jesus. Are you? Since I have the same thing on 15, I'm not going to read it again. I'm just going to read verse 19. I will raise my body up. Give me anybody who has common sense. To persuade anybody. Okay, I'm going to die one day, but I'm going to get up in three. You're, you're a sad sight for humanity. If you think you can raise your own body up in three days, you are royally mistaken. You're not going to get up and, and tell him who says, I am the resurrection. That's when you're going to get up. And you and I, first six, number 16, are going to give an account. You're going to give an account. 16, the bottom. This temple, meaning his body. First John 2, 21. I will raise it up. Jesus Christ, now get this, had power to raise his own dead body to life and actually did raise his own third on the third day after his death according to his own prediction. Did you get it? Jesus Christ had the power. I don't think I'm going to get done. So I'm, I'm, I don't want you to turn back. But I'm going to say this in case I don't. Jesus Christ has the, has the power to raise your dead spirit from the grave. Spiritual. And someday he's going to call you physically. Jesus answered and said unto them, This shall be a sign. Destroy this temple of my body. And when you have done this in three days... I will raise it up. Why are you trying to impress this upon the crowd out there? Because it's the word of God. And because it's true. 18. I'm only going to read. <clears throat> Let me make sure I know what I'm doing. For if the blood, I'm on 18, I'm on 18. for the blood of ghouls and, uh, for if the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling those who have been defiled, sanctified to the cleansing of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offer himself without blemish to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. I have it in asterisks, you can see it. Asterisks means just stars. The Holy Spirit is intended, and the idea is that Christ made his great sacrifice. I'm going to start it over because I don't want you to miss it. Not the whole thing. The Holy Spirit is intended. And the idea is that Christ made his great sacrifice under the extraordinary influences of that eternal spirit. Well, let me condense that. When Christ lived and died and rose again, 
his whole entire being, his whole obedience was under the extraordinary power of the Holy Spirit. And let me say this, as you and I as Christians, don't you know that same Holy Spirit dwells within you and you and I can be under the control and power of the Holy Spirit. The same power that totally consumed the obedience of Christ is in you. The Holy Spirit is intended, and the idea is that Christ made his great sacrifice under the extraordinary influences of the Holy Spirit. The Lord Jesus was led by the strong influences of God to devote himself as a sacrifice for sin. Let me put it different. He made himself a sacrifice his whole life. You don't need to make a sacrifice for sin. I hope I said that right. You just need to say, Lord Jesus, take over this person, which means me and you. And when you do that, gradually, or sometimes simultaneously, he'll take over. The Lord Jesus was led by the strong influences of the Holy Spirit of God to devote himself. Let me say devote. Only you can answer this question, and only I can answer the question for me. Are you and I devoted to the living Savior? I don't want to even try to answer that question for anybody. That's up to you. But just remember this. Someday, you and I are going to give an account to God. And I'm going to tell you, it's going to matter. If you think that you can be a Christian and live any old type of way, once again, you're mistaken. No, I didn't say you lost your salvation like some teach. But I said you're going to give an account. Well, I can live any way I want. I know I just said it. No, you can't because the Holy Spirit will convict you as somebody just said. And if you don't listen to his conviction, he'll make it more and more difficult for you. The Holy Spirit is intended, and that is the idea that Christ made that great sacrifice. The Lord Jesus was led by the strong influences. It was not by any temporary, oh, I'm I'm going to be a good boy today. You can try to be a good boy all you want. You need the Holy Spirit. I don't know if any... I'm not going to go down to the the dirty bar today. I'm not going to smoke and drink and act like I'm not a Christian. You need the Holy Spirit to keep you out of those places. 
Instead, why don't you give a testimony that I know someone who paid the debt of my sin or so whatever God lays on your heart. It doesn't have to be that, but something about Christ, something about the Holy Spirit, what he's done. He turned my life around. Not Christ's divine nature, but eternal spirit. And I know I've got a double S there stated above. You can go back to 18. And by the way, I have two copies of this. Once for all, number 20. It was not like the offering made by the Jewish high priest, which was necessarily renewed every year. It had to go in there every year. But it was under the influence of one who was eternal. And I'm going to say this again. I don't, you might be new here. Jesus Christ is the eternal Son of God. He's more than a prophet. He's more than the angels. So says Hebrews chapter 1. He's better than the prophets. He's better than the angels. He's the eternal Son of God. And He took your place on Calvary under the extraordinary means of God the Holy Spirit. It was not like the offerings made by the Jewish high priest, which was necessarily renewed every year, but it was under the influence of who was eternal. I probably won't finish. It may be added, if this is correct, exposition, it follows that the Holy Spirit is eternal. That's right. The Holy Spirit himself is eternal. Here's another change. The resurrection raised by the Holy Spirit. But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, did you get that? dwells in you. There is no such person in this dispensation who the Holy Spirit, if you're a Christian, does not dwell in. And you can't keep him quiet sometime. Who raised Jesus from the dead will also give you life. Where or when or how to your mortal body I said it before, you and I are going to have a physical body. You're not going to be some kind of floating in the air spirit. You're going to have a body, a body fit for eternity. And I'm going to know you. Where did you get that from? I'm not going to read it. Matthew 17, you can look it up. I'm going to, as, my, as my friend in Christ said, I'm going to recognize you. Amen. Hello, Barry. Amen. Hello, sister in Christ. Amen. Hello, Mary. Hello, Susan. Amen. I'm going to be a little sarcastic. I'm glad to see you here. Amen. And what's more, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> and why am I here? Because of the great sacrifice that he made on that cross for you and me. Amen. 
But if the spirit of the almighty God who raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, you may be well assured that the same omnipotent power of his which raised Christ from the dead shall also easily be able to raise your mortal body. What do you mean? I might, it might be centuries, thousands of years. We're talking about God. We're not talking about man. We're talking about God who's going to raise your mortal spirit. That's not right. Raise your mortal body. God can do anything. There's one thing God can't do. He cannot contradict his word. He can't contradict it. He can't do that. And there's another thing he can't do. He cannot lie. Which raised Christ from the dead shall also be able to raise your mortal body from death of sin and put new life you know, you know something, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not t talking about me personally. If you're a Christian, you got new life living in you right now. Not later. Well, I hope to get saved in another year. I, I got to stop this habit. You better get saved today. Your life is like a vapor. You don't know when you're going to die. You are boasting about something we don't even know. I don't even know if I'm going to get off this pulpit. You know why? By him we live, we breathe, Acts 17, and you have your being. And Colossians says your whole body is compacted together by the eternal Son of God. Don't think too much of yourself. 20, 22. I'm going to skip 22 because it says the same thing. You got to go to 23. If I don't get any further, you got to get this because this is so great. I looked at this over and over and over again. This is 23 in case I didn't say it. I know I said it once. But if the spirit of him that raised Jesus, and notice the words underlined, from the dead dwell in you, here's the change. He that raised up Christ, so we go from Jesus to Christ, from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. I want you to notice again, the word Jesus is is underlined, and then you have Christ. Observe the change of name from Jesus as their historical individual. Say historical. I don't believe there was a Jesus. No comments. Someday you will. Someday you will. He was a real historical person. He lived on this earth. He walked. He talked. I need to slow down because I want you and me to get it again. Observe the change of name from Jesus as the historical individual whom God raised from the dead. Well, wait a minute. Before I go on, I'm probably going to confuse you, but I'm going to say it again. It said, it said that God raised him from the dead. I, just a while ago, it said Jesus raised his own body. Now, who did Jesus, who raised Jesus from the dead? It seems to me that at least two people, God the Father and the Son, raised himself from the dead. Can I get a witness? That's why Christians believe in the Trinity. 
I didn't, I didn't say that about the Holy Spirit yet, but I'm about to. The same individual considered as Lord and head of his new members. Say members. Are you a member of the body of Jesus Christ? Are you? Or are you playing jokes? You think you're being funny. I'm sorry about this, folks. I try my best not to have all this. I even took some allergy pills this morning. Can I get a witness? Took three allergy pills. But when the Holy Spirit gets a hold of you, you don't know what's going to happen. Whom God raised from the dead to Christ, the same individual considered as the Lord and head of of all his members or of the redeemed humanity. I'm going to say it again. First Jesus, historical person, then Christ. Who is he? Lord. I'm going to add to it and go on to the next page. Jesus is Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. That's who he is. Lord of Lords, King of Kings. It's on 24 again, so I'm not going to read it. 25. Who is this Lord? 25. Every knee shall bend. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know for certain that God has made him Lord and Christ. This Jesus whom you crucified. And I looked. John's got a revelation. And I heard the voice of many angels around the throne and the living creatures and the elders and the number of them was myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice. You hear that song this morning? Worthy. Worthy is the Lamb. He's worthy. That was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and might and honor. I wonder how long this is and glory and blessing and every creature that was in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all the things in them I heard saying to him who sits on the throne I'm trying to slow down and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and dominion how long? forever and ever we're talking about the Jesus. And we're talking about someone else who is the, the Christ, the Christos. To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and dominion forever and ever. And here's the part. And I for and the four living creatures, not I, 
and the four living creatures kept saying, and the elders fell down and worship. Don't you let any prophet, I'm going to put myself under surveillance again, Brother Bruce Carter, Brother Good Shoes, Brother Priest, don't you let anyone tell you that you cannot worship Jesus. There it is. And it's, it's throughout, but I'm just using this as an example. Why? Because he's worthy. And one of the reasons he's worthy is because if there would have been anyone else on this earth, he would have died for you. He would have died for you. I don't know what else I have on here. Let me take a let me take a look. Twenty-seven. The following scriptures: the raising of Jesus from the dead is attributed to the work of God the Father, and to the other scriptures to the Holy Spirit. And don't leave out. God the Son. Now the God of peace who brought up the dead, the great shepherd. I want you to complete this. And everybody knows it. Psalm 23. I want to do the first verse. The Lord is my shepherd. He's the shepherd. He's the great I am. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's beginning and the end. He's the firstborn from the dead. He is our last and the first. And who was he utterly consumed with? The Holy Spirit. And you and I can be sued by none other than the Holy Spirit.